three, two, one. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm counting down for absolutely no reason. Um, this isn't a production, but we're going to make it seem like one. So this is episode number two of the name of a podcast I don't have a name for yet. Um, and I am sitting here uh, with my mother. We are chilling tonight. It's Wine Wednesday. I just made that up, but we're, um, yeah, she brought over wine. She also brought me a Christmas tree, which was a great gift. I cried. Um, acts of service are my thing, and it was really cool. It's a mini tree, and she was like, this is your first, you know, year living by yourself, and you need your own tree. It's kind of like a, you know, a staple, and so she went out of her way to buy me a little mini one, and we got lights, and a tree topper, and a skirt, and all the fixings of a tree, so it was super cool, um, and then we got dinner, and got a beer, and now we're just sipping on wine. She's a white wine girl. What are you drinking? Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. I'm a red girl. Cab, baby. You know, I know there's a debate. Some people like both, but I prefer the dark boys. (laughs) The dark wines. I'm just kidding. (laughs) And she's white and she likes the white wines, so. (laughs) But not the white boys. Not the white boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We got all the correlations. So now that you know. So now that you know. Now that we're all caught up. We're all up to speed. Um, Yeah, that was just a breakdown of us. My voice is still hoarse. She wanted to drink some water. She's drinking water. I got a massage today, so I probably should drink more water. But I thought wine was a tastier choice. Um, So, yeah, I told her she was going to be on today. And she will I don't know I'm speaking for you she's right here but she can speak for herself yeah I was a little nervous <laughs> nervous a little nervous to be on here but yeah. um I told her there was about a million people listening so you yeah. know she's being brave yeah she's being brave so I'm excited about this she's excited she's excited to support me even though we're just sitting in my little apartment on a mac just staring at our voices Same round of voices being recorded. Um, We can close it. Cool. So I ate a whole tin of Christmas cookies. If anyone's interested. Yeah, as I knew she would. As I yeah, I was like, no, I'm not gonna eat them all. No, I definitely ate them all. Um, Which is a funny thing because as a as a trainer, as whoever people think that I am, they expect me to like, you know, only eat green things and like chicken breast. And that's laughable because I think you know more than anyone that I eat pretty much whatever I want in large amounts of it. And I'm a glutton at heart. So, yeah. Uh, be it's aware. all in moderation. It's all in moderation. That's what they say. And I agree with that. Balance and moderation. But at the end of the day, you know, do just, yeah, balance and moderation. Balance and moderation. Yeah, do what makes you happy, but, like, not to the – anything – too much of anything is bad. I don't care if it's an apple or if it's cigarettes. Like, <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. Right. But um, <laughs> just too much. You can eat too many apples. Yeah, you might. I'm sure there's someone who has died of overconsumption of apples. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Let's look it up. Overconsumption of apples. Let me see. I'm sure there's something out there. Yeah. Someone's out of everything except for marijuana. That's still not legal. Okay. Deaths from... Apple consumption. What do you think? Not us? Okay, no. Okay. 
Mm, just about apple seeds, but I think we all had that fear when we were younger, right? Like when you're younger, you eat a watermelon seed or an apple seed, and you're like, oh, okay. And you're not supposed to feed them to dogs either. You're not supposed to feed them? Yeah, dogs can't eat a lot. No, but they can have apple seeds. They can have apples. But not the seeds? Nope. I didn't know that. Hmm. And that's how apple trees get planted is... Dogs pooping? Animals pooping it, and that's how, yeah. Wow. That's how a lot of things I feel like maneuver in general. Like, it's going to be an island. But you think of, like, a bird or whatever animal flies from one island to the next with a seed on the bottom of their foot or, let's say hoof, (laughs) claw from the other island. And, like, that's how things get carried. Yeah, intestines, right? Whatever they're eating or not eating or walking around on. But, no, that's how things move around. Yes. Yeah. That's how we evolve. Did I already ask you the question about? You did, no. The pandemic and how you are feeling about it. Not how you're feeling about it, but how you're feeling it's affecting you. And I'm regarding this and, like, it can be selfish. Um, I know there's a lot going on currently with everything. The climate is (laughs) tempered. But uh, just in general of what you've taken as a person going through a pandemic in one of the countries that has handled it the worst of ways, like, but good or bad, the pandemic, um, how it's affected you, how you've grown or not grown, just how are you feeling? I think I, we talked about this before, just having more of an appreciation for things, putting things in perspective for me. Um, everything feels different though. Like the holidays feel different this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. but, um, having more of an appreciation and something that we've talked about before is just having the most growth, honestly, pushing boundaries. Because um, you have to. You have to. Um, you're forced to. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, just a different... For me, I feel like it's pushed me into something that I absolutely love and um, a job um, that I wanted to leave for years and in an industry that I wanted to leave for years and I wouldn't have done if it weren't for this pandemic. This has forced me and pushed me out of my boundaries and showed me different ways, honestly. Um, and Absolutely. still raising your sisters at home and having to hold down an income and everything else is uh, just, yeah, something that I've I've done. Um, you've helped me along the way with that as well, but just, um, yeah. It's just, a different challenge. It's a different challenge. you got to approach it differently, and you have. So just for whomever is listening, just so what um, – industry were you finally able to leave and what are you leaning into right now that is feeding your soul (laughs) my soul um so i was in the restaurant business for many years uh 20 plus years you're be 23 this weekend and i've been serving um in the restaurant business since you were six months old so a very very long time um and Good money. (laughs) Good money. But aside from me being a stay-at-home mom, I used to sell online to supplement our income. Um, But now that's what I do full-time, and that's what I've wanted to do for a long time. But I feel like, um, you know, I had, um, yeah, I was a server for so many years. So I had that as my main source of income with that selling online as a supplement. But now there's no choice there right so it's yeah yeah so now I'm doing that full time and it really does feed my soul absolutely yeah it's it's crazy how the you know the you've had the supplementation of your server income for a long time that was your like income yeah um 
the, which was very good to me. Absolutely, by the way. absolutely, yeah. I mean, been there, done that. Paid, like you know, that got my way through school. Like serving is great money and just a cool environment. It can be toxic for sure, but that is a family there. But you know, to that point, like you had that there, and you always did the selling as your side hustle. Um, and now it's you know flipped where the selling you got out of the mindset of okay, like this isn't my side hustle anymore. I'm going to adapt to this as a full time because one, I, one, you enjoy it Two, You're good at it. And three, you know, wow. it was able I'm to be really good at it. You were good at it. Like, great at being it. Humble. Yeah, you're great. Right. Exactly. You're great <laughs> at it. But like, it's, you know, become worth your while to put the effort, like the, your return on investment is, I mean, s- sustainable, you know, yeah. like you're, that's your livelihood. And I, to spin off that, I think one of the coolest things that I have experienced from, you know, personally or people around me or, you know, whether I get on Twitter and I'm like retweeting someone's cool artwork or whatever the case may be. But this time has really almost forced you to lean in to yourself more mm-hmm. or to you can choose to ignore yourself and reality and lean on other things more. So it could go kind of either way yeah. and anywhere in between. But you know, this was sort of like a trying time for everyone is, okay, well, am I going to lean into things that make me feel good, um, you know, and do things that make me feel good or, you know, things that make me money or am I going to lean into excuses and things that, you know, just basically just pushing off the problem until later. Um, and it's a, I think we can all agree it's a checks and balance of both. Like it wasn't just one the whole time and it never will be. But when you realize, okay, wait, when you put effort in something that you're actually interested in. It's like, okay, you can see it kind of come to fruition, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like hitting the reset button. Yeah. It's either rise or fall. Yes. And sometimes both. Definitely both. Or everything in between. Everything in between. Like two steps forward, ten steps back at times. And it's trial and error with a lot of things. I'm still learning. Yes. Yes. I think that's a great thing about a craft. And we've talked about this, but, you know, the – you with like your eBay and reselling or like me with my cooking, like whatever, or anyone with their art or skill or whatever they're trying to pursue. Um, the, there's no blueprint. There can be blueprints for things. Not if you want to take the entrepreneur route and self discover, there's no blueprint that you can look at and be like, okay, this, this, and that there are influences. There are, you know, resources for sure. But at the end of the day, you learn from doing like trial and error. Trial and error. Learn you learn, you yes, yeah. you learn from doing poorly just as much as you do from doing well. Um, and you honestly probably learn more from failure than if not. Like in trial and error, you've been doing this for a long time. How many years have you been selling? Ten years. Ten years. Selling eBay for ten years. On eBay for ten years. And you just learn. Like I'm sure you can look back on those ten years and say, I am – the coolest part about it all is you are not at the same starting position that you were 10 years ago. No. And something exciting is I've learned more. Another thing to touch on is I've, I've learned more, um, during this, you know, this pandemic with my reselling, I've learned more. Yeah. Just like kind of just looking into more resources and everything and doing, you know, um, educating myself because I want to, it's your craft. It's my craft. So I don't want to, um, I guess, limit myself when it comes to certain things and how I sell and how I source and everything else. So I'm definitely pushing my boundaries there. Um, just, you know, because it's it's necessary. It's necessary. It's necessary. And that's pushing you out of your boundaries 
mentally too, even though it's, you know, physical things that you're doing to like one up yourself. But like you said, the fact that you said, okay, I'm not going to limit myself yeah. and I'm going to explore all of my options. That is being like, okay, I'm not going to limit my conscious or my mental to this, this, and this. I'm going to allow myself to grow and expand. And like I said, the ROI on it has been great. And you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes it's linear, whereas as much as you put into something is what you receive back. I believe that too. I believe that. And I've also, yeah, no, I mostly believe that because there are times where, and it's a mental and a physical thing. There are times where with future soul, um, I want to, there are times where I'm excited to cook that week and I'm very into the you know menu. I'm in just whatever, whatever reason I'm like, my mind, body, and soul is into my business that week and I'm ready to go. And those are always not eight, like nine times out of 10, the number, or yeah, the numbers are higher that week. My sales are higher. It's the way you execute. And it's almost, it draws back to like the subconscious part, right? It's not because it's like the chicken or the egg, which one comes first? Am I working hard? And then that's why I'm excited or I'm excited because I'm working hard and then success, right. And then success is coming from my hard work. And then I get excited because it's almost like, you know, we, it would be pretty awful if you did something routinely and consistently every day. Like if I worked out every day, consistently ate well for a year and saw zero difference, I would be absolutely defeated. You know, like if you were very consistent and very straight on with everything. So in that sense, if I'm doing something that brings me value, you know, as far as money or whatever. Where you see results. Where I see results and it's almost like you want to go harder. You want to, you know, push yourself. yourself. Like we're result driven, I guess, in that way. Maybe not everyone, but I think I speak for the majority. I don't think everyone. Yeah, I don't think everyone. But I think, I would hope the majority. But also this is double, like catch 22 because you say, or we say, we don't think everyone is driven by results, but are the people that are not driven by results not driven by them because they never work hard enough to see them. You know, like they just let themselves. There's roadblocks, there's fear. There's roadblocks and there's fear. fear. And they dwell in this bubble of what ifs and they dwell in this bubble of what would he think and she think and, but how could this go and all of the bad things. Uh, When in reality, the scariest part is your mindset about it. If you just flip the switch to, okay, I'm just going to try and I'm going to jump in and I'm going to go with what I have now. Because if you always wait to, oh, what if I get these resources? What if I'm able to you know, accumulate this and you're going to be waiting for a long time and nothing will ever be executed. And you will let five years go by without learning. And you're doing yourself a disservice at that point. Yeah. Sips wine. <laughs> Sips red wine. Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> clink, clink. Cheers to that. But no, I just think that's, I think it's true. Like we need to be rewarded. Uh, we definitely need to be, she's about to go refill up her wine. So I'll tangent for a second, but you know, we just, that's how we operate in all sense of the imagination. So if you just think about it in a realistic way, if you sit around a lot and think about things and dwell on things and you're never actually executing, don't get me wrong. I think, I think brainstorming is important. I think, you know, any extent of manifesting and trying to build ideas is important from a mental standpoint. But not to the point where you're not actually putting into any action because I think we all know those people that are constantly talk and jibber jabber and nothing is actually executed. Um, And it sucks because you know that how capable 
people are who take the initiative to just jump, to jump. It is scary. It is terrifying. It is the unknown. We all fear it. It is normal. We are supposed to fear it. But you're also supposed to have the willingness to jump blindly sometimes too because that's when the most beautiful and the most successful things happen. Sometimes thought, things don't always have to be thought out and calculated. Like for me personally, I think I lead a lot by intuition Um, and I've kind of learned that in the more recent years. Like I don't, I don't know, I just lead a lot by intuition. I listen to my gut and I don't, I write things down but not my process. My process is very uh, conscious and it's not something that I've kind of put on paper and that's led me to this point but I'm also open to trying different um, modalities to succeed <laughs> like do you have okay so let me ask you mom like her my mom's name is Tracy by the way Trey Trey mm. I'm not gonna call her that she'll slap me but you guys can call her Trey Trey um so let me ask you like do you have sort of a, you know, regiment for your business where you find that, okay, if I am doing A, B, and C this week, um, as opposed to X, Y, and Z this week, I can be more successful and I find myself being more successful, whether it's, I mean, anything, any like chain of practices or habits that you do where you're realize, okay, like I'm having a good week this week and I'm able to, you know, push more in other ways versus, oh, I slacked off in X, Y, Z this week and it showed in my business or in other ways. Um, so yes and no. Um, I'm figuring that all out right now, honestly, Mm -hmm. I don't have a routine and I think that affects my business sometimes. I don't have a routine where I list. I mostly like to source. Let's just put that out there. I like to shop. And sourcing is? Buying, finding inventory to sell. And that's what I'm really, really good at. I wish I had a partner where they could actually list the items for me. Um, But it's not. It's just a one-man show kind of thing. So I'm doing everything. But um, and the I, sourcing is the fun part. The shopping sourcing is the fun part for me. Yes, and the listing and um, yes is very tedious and time consuming for sure. Um, but stuff doesn't get sold if it's not listed. So I always keep that in the back, but the front of my mind at the same time. Um, but no, I'm figuring things out as I go. Honestly. Um, so what things do you do like? What are two or three things that you find that really get you in the right mind state to want to sell, to want to be productive? Things that you do on the front or the back end that inevitably you just end up wanting to be a better person that day. Putting on music. Yeah. Getting in a zone and just For sure, telling music. myself and honestly getting excited, only sourcing and purchasing stuff that I know I'm excited to list. Mm-hmm. That might sound silly. But stuff that I'm excited to list. And it could be men's stuff. It could be plus sizes. It could be kids' stuff. So not, nothing that I honestly would use for myself or consume for myself. But honestly, that I'm excited to list, know that I can flip and make a profit off. That's what I'm excited about. Nothing um, that I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah, I can, I can make money off this or whatever. I know. But I might leave that behind knowing that I'm not that excited to go home and list it. Yeah. That makes sense. So I'm putting really, passion in your product. Yeah. So I really focus on the things that I know that I'm going home and I'm bag full of stuff and I'm excited to list in yeah, that I can flip kind of quickly. So 
that for me works. But honestly, getting in a zone, putting on music, and just it sounds kind of silly, but I even told Ray is, um, you know, printing out a sheet where I can kind of bubble in and it's like uh, a challenge, a listing challenge where you're supposed to lift, list 15 items a day. And so holding yourself accountable, holding yourself accountable and listing 15 items a day is a lot, even for a seasoned lister. I will tell you a beginner. Normally people are like, Oh yeah, I can list two to five items. So listing 15 is a lot. It's very time consuming, tedious. Like I said, so it's, and it's a lot of work. People think, oh yeah, you get to shop and you go home and you list it. It's, it's a lot of work. I've had a couple of people that have tried it and I've mentored me being one of them. and everything and they have backed out and they're like, eh, respect you, you know, kind of salute. Yeah. Salute to you, but it's not for them. So it's a very, um, it's, it's a very different business. Uh, something people do as a side hustle, but to do full term, it's really a commitment all in itself. So, um, that's something that I do is just kind of get in a zone and tell myself, um, you know, it's not going to sell itself if it's not listed. So right. it's and just, a mi- it's a mindset. It is a, it's a mindset. Isn't so. it all? It's all a mindset. Yeah. Um, it's all a mindset. Yeah. And honestly, just, uh, I feel like I said before is just kind of, you know, just researching new stuff. And I learned something today, honestly, um, that was exciting to me about pricing and free shipping. And it might sound silly, but you know, just something that I'm tweaking my listings and doing just kind of, um, that hopefully moves more inventory. So it's just, you know, being open to new possibilities and being open to new, new things and trying new things. Um, trial and error, trial and error, learning. Yep. Yeah. Being open to it. Yep. So that's the thing. Um, yeah. So that works for me. I feel it. I feel it. We all have our own little quirks that work or that keep us sane or that, you know, we just got to figure out along the way what works, what doesn't work. Um, and it should be changing. Routine is cool. I personally like routine. I don't. Um, yeah, you don't. I, I like, it's crazy. Cause like sometimes I'm okay. I'd like to think I'm chaotic. I have a chaotic nature when in reality I'm starting to learn. I really don't. Um, when it comes to things as my business and like my home life and just those things, like I'm a decently organized person. I'm pretty detail oriented and I actually throw a little OCD in there. Yeah. Throw a little, mix it all a little OCD in there and you got yourself a nice little perfectionist cake going on. Um, <laughs> sometimes to a fault, but no, it, I mean, it's, we all have our, you know, our own things. I just work well and I haven't always, I used to be the type where I would get like a planner or an organizer every year, or like a, you know, a calendar because I thought, okay, this is, this is the way, you know, this is the only way to stay organized. Like, you know, for school or whatever else, like my friends were doing it. I'm like, I'm going to be organized. I'm going to write in an agenda. I mean, I think we had to, we got agendas on the first day of every day in elementary school. So we're kind of conditioned that way. And I always rebelled against the system until probably about, I think this year, 2019, honestly. (laughs) And yeah. yeah, right. Good. Perfect timing. 15 years later. 15 years later. Yeah. Shout out to the, school system. You guys really did your thing there. But I mean, I got a mini little planner, I think off Amazon for like 10 bucks. And I don't necessarily, I mean, I'll sometimes plan out, you know, in advance, but just on a day to day or a weekly basis, like, okay, this is what I have going on for that day. 
And I never thought I would say this because I always never thought I'd be a checker offer, you know, a list person, but man, I find myself, sometimes I will sit down in the morning, I'll have my coffee and I'll write my list or what I need to do for the day and I'll check it off. Sometimes I will do things that aren't on my list, then come back to my list, write them write down, things down in this list, and then check, check it off. And you're like, high five yourself. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm so accomplished. But I think that's cool because yes. like you said, with your whole thing, with your bubbles, it's accountability is what it boils down to at the end of the day, because no one's going to sit here and tell me, Hey, Brie, you need to do X, Y, and Z, right? Like, no one is going to push you. No one is going, maybe they'll pat you on the back if it gets done, but chances are unlikely. Don't expect it. Don't expect it. Absolutely not. And so, at the end of the day, you just, I mean, you got to push yourself, and that's accountability. And however I think you can seek that in a healthy way, you know, hats off to you. Because a lot of people, even as adults or kids, you know, like I just said, I was a kid and I was forced into habitual you know, note keeping and organization. And I never liked it until I figured out that I needed it for myself in my later, later adult years. So I think it's just different for everyone, but I think everyone, whether it's chaotic or whether it's so OCD, you know, there's a spectrum to that, but everyone has a system. You know what I mean? Like you can walk into an artist and this is about to be such a cliche, analogy but you can walk into an artist's house and it's messy and you know there's you know paint everywhere and there's clothes everywhere and it's what you would assume like you know an insane chaotic organization but their artwork is immaculate and they're famous and you know for their ideas and all of this but then you can go into a I don't know a shrink are they neat (laughs) a shrink's office or their home and it's neat and it's organized and because you think their mind is orderly and you know just I don't know I don't know where it's going with that. But yeah. Yeah. You do what works for you. Do you do the moral of the story. Ultimately, you have to do what works for you and don't be afraid to tweak things along the way. Yeah. Because chances are, if you're growing and things are maneuvering, you're going to have to maneuver right alongside with them. Yeah. Like, you that's know, business, that's relationships, that's everything. That's, yeah. That's that checks all those boxes checks, in yeah. your agenda. <laughs> yeah, it checks all my agenda boxes. <laughs> my weekly agenda. That I haven't wrote written in in a long time because it's December and I'm mentally checked out. I think we might all be. I don't know. I'm a little mentally checked out. I'm good. No, like I'm good, but I'm saying mentally checked out from like work. Like I just want to be around friends and family and just celebrate. What's the holidays? It's her birthday and it's also my birthday. But December, there's always this. You and when I say December is the best month, it's biased because it is my birthday. But when I tell you, I may even feel this way if my birthday was in September or July because there's just some kind of like heartwarming feeling around December. That there's so many people's birthdays, it's the the most wonderful time of the year, and there's love. And even in you know, in these current days, there's love and there's camaraderie, and there's like I don't know, you're just with your people and you're drinking wine and it's cold outside and you just want to be like cozy and cuddly and you just want to share love and warmth and um, I just love December. So that's how I've been feeling recently. So not that I'm mentally checked out from reality in a sense, but like I'm just, I might be a little, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Holiday involved. (laughs) That's not the word I was looking for. That's it. Festive, yeah, like festive, but just my mindset, I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I'm just trying to remain 
No, not frazzled. Just yeah. hopeful, but like happy, yeah. like yeah. just cheerful, oh, cheerful. Yeah. Yeah. But might be like blind because I know there's a lot going on right now in general. But I'm just so happy to be around. I think we need to be in tune with the the good stuff. I tried to teach your sisters that we had that conversation last night. All mm-hmm. that's going on, we really need to focus on things that are positive right now, right? I agree. Like the holidays, friendships, our health. Like honestly. Something silly like we take for granted a roof over our head, the heat that we have, yeah. like I, the, all the small Hot water, things. running water. Yes. Yeah. Regardless, running water. Auntie Didi didn't have water. It's kind of off topic, but like for two, two and a half days yeah. last week. And, and she no faults of her own. She, but. No, it was like her apartment complex, but she was, yeah, complaining a lot about it. You I'm know, sure. it's like just taking the shower or making yourself food or flushing the toilet. Flushing your hands? Some, yes, all of that. Rinsing all your, of it. Rinsing your hand off after you eat a Cheeto? Yes, all of that. <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, so man. I think it's just being, um, yeah, just appreciating, you know, um, just everything that we have. What's in front of you? Our health, our loved ones. <sighs> gratitude. <laughs> attitude of gratitude. Attitude How of about gratitude. That? How about it? Like, How about that? How about it? Attitude of gratitude. Shout out Bonnie acting, and Heather. Act yes, Heather and Bonnie. Acting as if, acting as if everything is okay, um, and just yeah, right. Is acting for what you want your future to look like instead of where your current situation is. Because I'm very much of a person of living in the moment. I love moments, but I mean, I think you know more than anyone. I do get anxious about the future. But there's a part of me that's also so excited about it because I'm so grateful for where I am currently. Um, I'm excited about the future because I'm working towards or because I have ideas towards it. But I'm, like, so grateful for the present. But it's so unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unpredictable. Which is is why I don't don't dwell on that either. Right. You know, like, your time is going to come for whatever is meant to come for you. Living in the moment. Living in the moment. And I love... I love the moments. That's why sometimes I can be relish. Sometimes I can be buck wild in the moment and everyone else is like taps out and I'm like, I want to keep going. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm so into moments and there's parts where in moments like these where whether it's conversation or whether I'm like looking over um, (laughs) a valley or whether I'm looking at a city skyline or whether I'm, you know, broad spectrum, like whatever it is, there's just something in my heart that I Literally, kid you not, which is why I started this podcast, because I love conversation, just like flutters and I get excited. And I've talked to you about this recently about passion and trying to find it. And I am passionate about fitness and health and all it embodies. But I don't know if that is my passion. Like that is my personal, I love to pursue. I love to, I love to explore it with people. I love to share it with people. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's not ultimately what like lights my soul on fire. I don't know if I'm going to do it long term. I don't know. It'll always be a part of me, but there's just something more. And I honestly don't really know what that is at the moment, but that's okay. And that's okay. But the first thing, the first step, like we said, is taking, is taking it. And I know what does make me really happy all the time. And if you're my friend or my family member, you know, I talk to any and everyone. Like I thoroughly enjoy conversations with anyone like strangers are cool. Homeless people are some of the coolest people I've had conversations with and people just look past them because, because 
of their circumstance. And I'm like, hey, they bleed like you and I bleed. You know, like they were once, you know, what Joe Rogan said, they were once, everyone's once an infant, you're once a baby. Like they're now they're a full grown person, but something brought them to this point And that easily could have been in our cards, you know, like anyone, any, anyone's cards. And when you put that in, into perspective, you're like, okay, I mean, yeah, I just really got dealt a different hand in life. Look at the spectrum of 7 billion people in this world. And we're sitting in a couch in a futon. <laughs> mind you in Plaza Midwood drinking beautiful and, and drinking apartment. and drinking wine just chilling and having conversations over my MacBook meanwhile go to the other side of the world and it's just a completely different story go next door and it's a different story right go like like a mile I know but I'm just here, go north a mile. Of here. and there's uh 10 cities I understand but I, that. that and also just every household in general like whether it's a house or your, I'm just saying every person's situation is so different that we easily could have been dealt any hand of cards, you know? Like, I have some friends that are my age, and they've lost both of their parents, and that's unfathomable to me. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that hurts, and I haven't been through that. There are people, you know, just, I mean, I mean we know people. Think about everyone you know. Think about all of their different stories. World of difference. Whether they're best friends or strangers, and similarities along the way, but... I mean, our series of events are not always calculated. You know, we're mostly just rolling with the punches. We're not always dictating our left move and our right move. Yeah, it's ebbs and flows. I feel like most, I feel like we're mostly adapting because things are happening regardless. You know, like we love to think we have a lot of control over our life and we have a lot of control over how we approach our life, but I think that's all it is. We don't have all the control in the world over what happens. We're mostly just adapting to what happens to us. You know, like it's not like we're, you know, putting into our future. Oh, we're going to be in traffic tomorrow morning. Like, no, that happens. And then this happens. And then X, Y, and Z it's mostly adaptation, which is why mindset is so important. Not your situation because your situation is going to happen regardless or irregardless of what you do, but it's how you handle it, how you react, how you respond, how you carry on or carry away or carry through what happens to you is like, what's going to make all the difference, you know, like (laughs) it's not the, ah, my armpit's itching because I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm feeling the energy right now. Mom is feeling the energy, but yeah, it's not. It's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it. And it's such a cliche quote, but one of my favorite quotes is life is, if I could get this tattooed on me without it being like a cheesy paragraph, but life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Like I know, and it's just, Without be, it's hard to talk about this without being insensitive because there are people out there who really have, I mean, hardships, right? Obviously, like hardships. And so it's hard to look at them and say, just put a smile on. It's how you react to it, you know? And I'm not disregarding that when I'm speaking of this. I don't want people to think I'm being blindly optimistic. But I'm just saying as person who goes through life as we all do we're all human and we're going through our own battles our own whatever and our own 
battles are our biggest battles, right? They're yeah. our hardest battles. We because, own them. Because we own them and they're ours. Right. And mind you, we can see other people going through things, but because we cannot physically feel and go through that or mentally, it's our own or our own. And they're big to us. And so whatever your hardship is, what I'm saying is your approach to it is inevitable. Is, is how you're going to come out. I mean, you could let it, what cliche. I love and love and hate cliches. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Ugh, cliche, right? Yeah. Vomit. But also like, yes, so so true. If it doesn't think about everything. I went to a hot yoga class the other day and I pulled a lot of chest muscles and I thought I was dying, but I literally, (laughs) she really did. I really did. And I thought to myself, okay, that didn't kill me. It may have made me physically weaker in the moment, but mentally, stronger you know like I was a better person for it because I pushed myself through that class or you'll have I mean any hardship you've gone through think about them in the past year let alone your whole life right and you're like okay that (laughs) it really sucks in the moment you've got you've gone through your worst days and when you're in them they seem impossible to get out of they right they seem in bearable like unbearable and then you look back and you get over that rainbow if you really push through and focus on it and don't hide from your problems and six months later you look back over your shoulder and you smirk because you're like remember when remember when that hurt me and tore me down it made me think my world was crumbling and now I'm standing on top of those pieces that made me the person I am right now like that feeling is unremarkable it is unremarkable. No one can take that from you. No one. No one, no one. Because they didn't put the work in. They didn't tell you, hey, smile. Hey, journal. Hey, listen to music. Hey, isolate yourself for a little bit. Hey, do whatever. Like, you did what you needed to do to heal. And constantly are, as humans, I think we always should be. And, um, yeah. And the people around you, and because of your own mindset, you became who you are regardless of your circumstance. And I think that's really cool because it says a lot about a person's mental strength and willingness to like want to see the better in things like glass 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 half full and half empty i never understood that question another cliche right like they are but they're so prevalent i remember i think this was in fifth grade okay i think it was in fifth grade um and it was one of those like icebreaker type things you know you walk into class the first day and you have like a coloring book or coloring sheet sitting on your desk And it says, um, glass half full or glass half empty. Like, which do you, you know, relate to or whatever terminology they use in the fifth grade. And I want to say I put glass half empty. I don't know the right answer. Like, I don't know the psychology behind it. Right. So I'm like, I don't know what my thought process behind it even was. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like glass half empty. (laughs) Cause you're almost at the bottom. I don't know. Cynical thinking, nonetheless, but, and then I actually learned, or I'm sure they told us after that exercise what it actually symbolized, but, uh, yeah, you just got to look at things glass half full, and that's just the idea of, you have the same scenario, right, and you can take a hundred people, and you're going to have a multiple different perspectives on that same scenario because different people are going through different things. They have seen different things. They've experienced different things. They, I mean, we all are going to approach the same situation differently because we are ultimately very different humans on the inside. Um, because what we've been through made us, you know, makes us who we are. And 
But I've just, you know, I had that thought process for such a long time, like glass half empty, because that is how I chose to look at things. Because things would happen to me whether it was in high school or, I mean, we've all been through so much. Or, like, we've all been through so much. I don't care who you're talking to. We've all been through something catastrophic that has reset us and checked us and really tested our strength and our spiritual core and realizing, all right, am I going to let this shake me down or am I going to, you know, hunker down for a second and then just build, build from that. And I think that's, that just makes the difference of glass half full, half empty. And it's not, it's not a concrete mindset like you can change at any moment and I hope if you are a glass half empty type of person you find your way to glass half full or you at least want to find your way to glass half full because that's when the true winning happens in life you don't care about your bank account well just to pay bills but you don't care about who thinks what and this and that you're truly confident and happy enough in your own head space to be able to operate in life how you choose to without the expense of anyone else that's my only thing be as happy and as free and as confident and as bright and as bubbly as you choose to be just not the at the expense of someone else's feelings or emotions but I mean if they're feeling some type of way and it's just on them then cool do continue to do you but I'm just saying like you know you know what I'm saying it's all about intention you can do things for the good or for the bad. It's all up to you. But, okay. I think rant over. If you guys have already made it through this far. Um, I'm going to finish up this glass of wine. Any last closing words from you, Trey Trey? <laughs> Just kidding. Just hope everyone um, is, I don't know, stays, stays well. Prosper. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yes. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Thank Hanukkah. Thank you for having me tonight. It sounds like all cheesy, but I'm a... Yeah. Oh, she was happy to be on it. See, it's all about fear. Fear will hold you back. She was like, oh my gosh. And here we just did... I don't know where the time is on this thing. I don't really don't know how to work this yet. But we made it work. So cheers to that. One more clink clink. Cha-ching. One more clink. And um, yeah, stay tuned for the next one. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Peace.